Thank you for downloading Rabbi Levi Cooper's A Shot of Torah, a podcast series from the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. Levi offers people all over the world Hasidic content for download at elmod.pardes.org. If you also want to join Levy's monthly Hasidic Lore Series newsletter, please visit the link included in the description of this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, subscribe at elmod.pardes.org. This is Levy Cooper coming to you from Tzor Hadassah. In my last podcast, I shared with you a rabbi's perspective of dealing with halacha in the, the strange reality that we all find ourselves. Now, admittedly, as a community rabbi, the challenges that I'm faced with are comparatively minor. Certainly when we compare them to the health, social and economic difficulties that we all face. And I'm sure that you join me in hoping and praying that everybody survives this challenging time in the best way possible. And refuash lema, we wish health and long life to all those who have been stricken by the virus. I still think that there is a value in hearing the micro perspective of a local community rabbi and how halacha continues to serve as a beacon for our conduct in these times. In my previous podcast, I shared with you the new government directives here in Israel for prayer. We're allowed to have a minyan outside of 19 people maximum, each of us wearing masks and retaining distance of two meters between each person. The synagogues, the Batei Knesset, the shuls, they're closed. But we gather together to pray and to have a minyan each day. And as I've told you previously, it was clear to me that here in Sur Hadassah, my community would keep those guidelines strictly. So, as Friday night approached, we began to organize ourselves for tefillah. Now, during the week here in my community, we have one minyan every day. One for shacharit and one for arvit. One in the morning and one in the evening. We don't normally have a mincha minyan because people are generally at work. But on Shabbat, when people, more people are at home, we don't have just one minyan, we have two minyanim. We have a Sephardi minyan and an Ashkenazi minyan. And we planned to have those two minyanim at a minimum of only 19 representatives of our community at each minyan outside in the courtyard and adjacent area to our shul. Now, on Friday night, at the end of the service, there is a section known as the Bracha 
Me'en Sheva. It's like a mini type of repetition of the Amidah. Normally at Ma'ariv, at the evening prayer, there's no repetition. The Chazan, the leader, doesn't repeat, the Shemona Esrei doesn't repeat the silent prayer. But on Friday night, there's special consideration given to those who may have arrived late. We don't want to leave anybody behind in the synagogue alone, and therefore we have a small version of the Amidah, a small repetition. According to mainstream halacha, this extra repetition known as bracha me'en sheva, a summary of the seven blessings that we say in the Amidah on Friday night, this bracha me'en sheva is only recited in the Beit HaKneset, but not if you pray at home by yourself. Now, there are some exceptions to this rule. In Yerushalayim, the custom in Yerushalayim is that even if you pray alone, you say this blessing. Also, according to the Kabbalists, this blessing is recited, the Bracha Mein Sheva is recited even if you are praying with a Minyan that is not in the synagogue. But mainstream Halakha, as I said, is that this blessing is only recited in a minyan that takes place in the synagogue. Indeed, the Sephardi chief rabbi, Rabbi Yitzchak Yosef, before Shabbat published guidelines where he clearly stated that if there's a minyan that happens in a private courtyard, they should not recite the bracha me'en sheva. What about a courtyard of a Beit Knesset? Well, the chief rabbi, Rabbi Yitzchak Yosef, didn't relate to that scenario. And in this case, I felt that consulting a senior rabbi, rabbis more learned, was less helpful to me because I felt that I needed to consider the unique circumstances of our community here in Sur Hadassah and our shul and how our shul works, and what the courtyard space in front of the shul is considered. And the truth is that in our situation, we often use that courtyard for services. On Sukkot, where we circle the bima for Hoshanot, we go outside. There isn't enough room inside, so we do it outside. On Simchat Torah, we do readings outside. There have been times that we haven't had electricity, so we've gone outside to pray. There have been times where the air conditioning hasn't worked and it's just too hot inside, so we've gone outside to conduct the service. And the truth is, in my shul, it's a regular occurrence that we simply do not have enough physical space in the shul for everybody and therefore there's often people who are standing outside next to the windows participating in the service from the courtyard. So the fact is that in my shul we daven outside and that courtyard is in effect part of our shul, part of our synagogue. So I felt that's a reason that we should say bracha 
Me'en Sheva, we should say it even though we're not praying inside the Beit Knesset. It's not only that, my friends. The whole reason why we make the effort to come to that courtyard, rather than just having a minyan in our streets, is because we want to come to our Beit Knesset. True, we have to stand outside at this time, but we feel like we're coming to the Beit Knesset. The Ben Ishchai, the great Iraqi halachist, he was on my side because he said that anywhere that there's a minyan, you should say this bracha me'en sheva. Now it's true that my shul doesn't rule in accordance with all the directives of the Ben Ishchai. And it's true that we don't do everything according to Kabbalah, according to Jewish mysticism. But it was nice to have a bona fide and respected halachic authority on my side that allowed me to instruct people that we should say the bracha me'en sheva even though we were davening outside in the courtyard of our synagogue. Let me add one more point that I didn't initially share with my community because I don't think I realized it at first. After being away from our synagogue for so long, it turns out that people are finding it challenging to return. You know, some people, they belong to groups that are at risk and still need to stay home for their own safety. Others are still scared to come to the Beit Knesset. And there are other people who I think are enjoying the opportunity to be home with their kids and to pray as a family and to give a little bit more attention to their children and help them learn the prayers. As part of the slow return to communal life, I think it's imperative that we broadcast to our community the centrality of the shul and more generally the importance of communal structures and communal meeting points, even as we stand outside those buildings. That's all for now. Until the next time, to the Beit Midrash! Thank you for downloading Rabbi Levi Cooper's A Shot of Torah, a podcast series from the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. If you enjoyed what you just heard, please give us a five-star review at iTunes or wherever you download your podcast today. We appreciate your feedback and look forward to having you listen again at elmod.pardes.org.